0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: In the summer of 2017, I was at uh, court, ready to take my break, get a nice, juicy burger, and uh, heading to the parking lot. I just felt this impression um, put your bag, your phone in your purse. And turned the radio station on to the gospel station because I was playing Ray Charles, "Country Road" take me home, <laughs> and um, less than five minutes, I guess I just I remember paramedics holding my neck, asking me if I can feel my feet.
2: And little did she know that was just the start of her journey. We're joined today by Alexis Lee. She's the author of a book called Beauty for Ashes. She was involved in a car collision that left her with several injuries, some that were left unknown for years. She was eventually diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. And today on Connections, she's sharing her story in hopes of helping others out there who may be struggling. Alexis Lee is our guest today. She's the author of a book called Beauty for Ashes. We're going to get around to the book in a little bit, but first of all, we want to get to know you a little bit better. You are a survivor and a survivor of a traumatic brain injury. Tell us a little yes. bit about your story.
1: Okay. Um, so I, my background is, um, in, in terms of, I guess you would say, my career, um, I was a, uh, working in the criminal justice system for over 10 years full-time and then part-time on the weekends I would work at a shelter for survivors of domestic abuse so I'd work full-time at court and then weekends at the shelter around the same over 10 years both of them together and um, I also started my own business as a personal stylist months before couple months before the accident so I had my, my life on track. I loved to travel and, you know, socialize, things like that. Um, and what happened was um, in the summer of 2017, I was at uh, court ready to take my breaks, get a nice juicy burger and uh, heading to the parking lot. I just felt this impression, um, put your bag, your phone in your purse. And turned the radio station on to the gospel station. Because I was playing Ray Charles. Country road, take me home. (laughs) (laughs) And um, less than five minutes, I guess, I just, I remember paramedics holding my neck. Asking me if I can feel my feet. Um, They took me to the emergency. And um, I had, uh, my car was totaled. I um, had secondary, second degree burns on my, my hands. And they just, you know, patched me up sent me home no head scans nothing and um, about I'd say maybe like a week and a half later I was uh, with my mom and I realized I couldn't wiggle my toes on one one side of my leg and I was like something's off here like you know you're telling your body to do something and it's not doing it they took me to the hospital and you know they couldn't find what was wrong so as time went on and I went to my doctor my Speech would start to slur. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't speak without feeling weak and tired. Um, my my writing started to get like a ch- like child's writing. I had difficulty spelling, counting money. Um, my memory was going. And every time I would go back and forth to the hospital, once I said I was in a car accident, it was like, oh yeah, you're just doing this for insurance money kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and then, um, in 2018, I was hospitalized. Things had gotten so, so bad and they narrowed it down to you need psychiatric help. Wow. Yeah. So at this, I hadn't gone back to work. I lost all my clients for my styling. Um, and now I'm needing help from, um, personal support workers coming in. It just got really bad. And I grew up in church. So if you know anything about old school Caribbean churches, it's like no pants, no jewelry, no shiny nail pol no nail polish at all. Just like walk the line or think you're going to hell kind of thing. And so I took this as like, whoa, God wanted nothing to do with me anymore. Cause yeah, I was I was using a walker. It was really bad. And um I went into a deep, deep depression because I lost my friends. Um, Imagine, you know, I used to love reading, like chapters was my favorite place to go. I can't recognize letters anymore. I'm depending on people to do everything for me. And I, I really sank into, you know, God wanted nothing to do with me anymore. And so I started to entertain suicidal ideation. And I said to him, Over and over. Don't wake me up. I don't have the guts to take my own life, so you do it. Clearly, you don't want anything to do with me anymore, so don't wake me up anymore.
0: Mm.
1: Well, he kept waking me up, and I would just get (laughs) more angry and angry. And at this point, now um, I was uh, sometimes I'd be bedridden because my legs, like one side, would just go dead. And uh, I remember laying on my bed. And years back, I had this conversation with a coworker about the Bible. And again, going back to me growing up with like, you know, heavy handed Christianity. And I remember her saying to me, Alexis, the Jesus I know is compassionate. And that came back to me when I was in the bed there. And I said, OK, 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 compassionate Jesus, if you're compassionate, I need you to help me walk. And it went from my PSW helping me to walk to the bathroom, to the front door, down the hall, and on and on it went. But the I think the best part of this is I ended up in front of a sports neurosurgeon. And he said, I, know, I knew exactly what was happening to you the minute you came in my office. And it wasn't until 2019 that they did this Specific, um, the results from a specific brain scan came through and they found the damage to my brain. Wow. There are only, sorry, there are only two of these machines in the entire province. So it's, it's a miracle in itself <sighs> that I got to do that that brain
0: scan. What was it like when you heard that surgeon say, I know what's going on with you, like finally after all this time, right?
1: Yeah, it was, I cried. I cried. You feel like, Someone validated you. You're going through all of these things, and you have specialists and doctor after doctor telling you, "Man, uh, this is you know, you just need a psychiatrist." Sent the one of them sent me home with a bag of medications, and I was like, "I'm not, I'm not crazy," you know. I had my life. Nobody pretends to be like this, as far as I know. And then, so when he said that to me, it was just like a weight off of my
0: shoulders. Yeah, you go from. Um, like nobody believing you to somebody finally understanding you. What like did you start to ever believe maybe I am crazy? Maybe God is mad at me for something? What was that like to try and figure out?
1: Not the not the crazy part, but the God the God was done with me. Oh, for sure, I believed it because growing up, you know, it was very much like walk the line or fire and brimstone is coming after you. So I took this as this was my fire and brimstone.
2: How did you manage to get around that then and to find your way back to God and to your faith?
1: Oh, my days. Let me tell you, I have (laughs) the most amazing relationship with the Lord now. I realized that he had to strip everything away. I was so career minded and so focused on, you know, climbing the career ladder. And he took everything away to say, you know what, let me teach you who I am let me teach you that I am a good, good father. I am a loving, I'm a loving God. And so my relationship now is just one of, of trust and peace and rest. It's, it's totally different. I don't fear the Lord. I have a reverence for him in a loving yeah. relationship.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love how your friend sorry, what did your friend say to you that came back to you? Uh, the Jesus I know is compassionate, was it that yeah. phrase? Yeah. yeah. Right? Cuz that's immediately what I was thinking as you were describing your upbringing and stuff. I'm like, man, like Jesus is all about grace and there's so much yeah. grace missing yeah. in your spiritual journey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that even through, you know, recovery, I'm still I'm still going through my my recovery um stages, but I've learned that every day we receive grace and every day we receive forgiveness. And you need to share that with others. And that's another thing that I learned is I had so much unforgiveness from like childhood all the way up. And I had to let all of that go.
0: What what was it like writing uh your book Beauty for Ashes and kind of reliving this stuff and going through it again? Was it did it fill you with hope this time around or was it difficult to walk through those moments again?
1: So first of all, I'll tell you I was like this it's not possible cuz I'm struggling with reading and writing. So yeah. and everyone was like, <laughs> "Lex, you you really have to write about this." And I was like, "I really don't. Like <laughs> leave me alone." <laughs> and what happened was um Every time I would try to watch a different sermon on TV, or people would come, you need to write about this. The Lord said you should write about this. And I was just like, okay, this is not a coincidence. So I said, okay, well, I have trouble with reading and writing. So I prayed, I said, you need to help me. And I just kind of um, narrowed it down to the different areas that were affected by the brain injury. And um, it was hard, I will say, writing about certain things. But now looking back, it has been such a great part of my recovery because um, I'm helping others.
2: Who are you hoping is going to pick up this book and read your story?
1: Humanity in general. In general. It just talks about so many different things. Loss, um, the healthcare system, cultural issues, faith, isolation, uh, recovery. It, there's a whole broad Spectrum of topics, so you don't have to experience a TBI um, to read my memoir. If you experience life as it happens to all of us, it'd be a, a good read, I think.
0: Have you noticed maybe changes within your own uh, community and things like that, like your faith community and stuff? Have has there been more understanding with you, willing to share your story?
1: Oh, for sure. People are are open and willing to to hear. Um, and i i I see a like a, um, a grace, you know like okay there th- these, this really happens to folks because it's an invisible injury, so people yeah. will just automatically assume like you're off what what's wrong with you yeah, but when I, i'm I'm sharing my testimony and sharing my experience i I feel this grace um from from those who listen
0: those invisible injuries so important. To remind ourselves about whether it's like you, a physical uh, injury that nobody could see or, you know, the people you supported and uh, with abuse and stuff like we don't know what people are dealing with. And we need to just like provide a space to sit and listen to people and just be with them through the midst of whatever they're going through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a story and everyone deals with it differently. And again, I go back to grace, give people that space and that grace to work through it. And sometimes we always want to say something. You don't have to always say something. You can just be quiet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Once you found out the diagnosis of having the TBI and finally someone was like, I believe you and I know there's something wrong. What has been the best moment now on this side of things?
1: understanding um, symptoms so for example i tend to get tired and i understand my brain needs a rest whereas before it was i don't know why i'm 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 getting like this i get jittery or i i'm just like my body feels like it's shutting down but now i know and i understand and i have the resources to work around whatever i'm feeling and i i also feel hope that, you know, things will and can get better and to encourage other people as well. Because I've come across many other, a number of people who've said, you know, yeah, every time I go to the doctor, they tell me it's anxiety.
0: A
2: lot of us can relate to that.
0: What do you say to people that are in that place where they're believing that God has abandoned them and given up on them because of something that's happened in their life or isn't happening in their life?
1: Oh, that touches my heart. Listen, first of all, we live in a fallen world. And and we we need to we need to realize that and he is always there. Everything is already mapped out. We just have to go through the steps. And his word says, I'll never leave you. I'll never abandon you. So he's there and sometimes we have to do our part in praying more, you know, reading scriptures more, having devotion. Just don't give up. Do not give up. When you look at the different people and their stories in the Bible, they always had this down part and then the Lord rescued them.
2: God is always so, there.
1: Yeah. Don't don't give up. Don't do it. You know, that he has such good plans for us. And I've learned that this experience that I've been through, although traumatic and hard um, at, at the other side of it, I'm getting to encourage people and say to them what i Wanted to hear. Don't give up.
2: What has the response been like from the people who have had the opportunity now to read this and to hear your story?
1: You know what? I'm surprised because I just did it out of, I wrote the book out of, okay, you know what? I'm hearing this a lot, so I'll just write it. But people have actually been giving me feedback that they're encouraged. Um, and they, as I said, you know, you don't necessarily have to have experienced the TBI, but whatever. Their life experience was, it gave them encouragement and the support. I'm just humbled and thankful for for all of the support that I've received from, um, you know, folks who have read my memoir and even listened to my story.
2: For those who are interested in hearing your story, learning more about you, or want to pick up your book, how can they go about doing that? Uh, So, Beauty
1: for Ashes, Memoir of a Traumatic Brain Injury Survivor is on Amazon and Um, other major platforms where you can purchase books. There's also an audio version for those um, who might not enjoy the uh, paperback version or or have, uh, you know, reading difficulties. That's the main reason why I did the audio version, so there is an audio version as well.
2: And for those wanting to check out her website, it is thankfully.com. That's T-H-A-N-K-F-U-L-L-E-E dot com. Thank you so much for making time for us.
1: No problem. Thank you so much for having me.
2: And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.